This is Quentin Blount, owner of the Blount Force and the current Flog Champion, and you're listening to the Flogcast Network. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Yes, this is the Flogcast Network. Jay Ruff in the house today. It's a glorious Thursday. And yes, Thursday, that means Mr. TC is in the house today. How's it going, TC? Mr. Ruff, it is fantastical. Now, the only thing that's not the greatest is that we don't have a game on Thursday night. Mm, mm-hmm. Yep, and that's that's unfortunately. Yeah, of course we had a we had a game Tuesday, which wasn't a fun game game in my opinion to watch. The Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans. The Titans just freaking. Their defense looked awesome and destroyed the Bills, uh, made uh, Josh Allen have his very first worst game of the year. Um, And that just wasn't a fun game. I stopped watching that and switched to the Bachelorette. I mean, that's how bad it was. (laughs) (laughs) It was not a fun game because, of course, I needed 40 points from Josh Allen and uh, Singletary, and they both just pooped out a chicken. So it was not fun. Uh, now we, we have to see here on a Thursday with uh, no game to talk about. But, TC, we do have a lot to talk about today, and that's a good thing without any football. Uh, there has been a lot of news. Now, when, when it comes to a lot of news, let's just start with Le'Veon Bell getting dropped by the New York. Uh, kind of a shocker here, but I guess I'm not that shocked. Uh, knowing the situation with Bell and him just not being happy there at all, uh, as soon as it felt like as soon as he got there, he wasn't happy. Um, and now they just uh, they cut the strings. He is available now for multiple teams. I've seen reports that the Chiefs, the Dolphins, and the Bills are the top three teams. He's looking. He's looking to choose from. Uh, what do you think about? Uh, one Bell being released, and two about those three teams that he might go to. Um, yeah, so Le'Veon Bell going to the Jets, when he went there, I don't know what he was thinking. He was just chasing the money then. And honestly, Mm -hmm. this is best case scenario for him. He got the money he was after. They still owe him money. And now he got released to choose the team of his liking. Um, And with the three runners, front runners being the Bills and the Chiefs and the Dolphins, like if he's chasing a ring now and he goes to the Chiefs, like that's it for the league. You know, if, if Bell plays like Bell can play and he's on the best offense in the league, then we might as well just kiss the next four or five years down, you know, kiss it away because they're going to be just unbelievably good. And, and you know, I, I don't mind if he goes to the Chiefs. Um, I don't mind if he goes to the Bills. I don't want him to go to the, the Dolphins as a, a fantasy owner of Miles Gaskin, who was their number one mm-hmm. running back. Um, but for him, I think this is best case scenario. He gets to choose – I think his choice is going to be between the Chiefs and the Bills because I, I think they're more likely a contender as opposed to the Dolphins. Now, not that saying the Dolphins haven't been good lately, and they've and Ryan Fitzpatrick and, and company have been playing really well. We saw them go to San Francisco last week and spank them in the behind. So, you know, Dolphins are looking good, but if Bell wants to chase the ring, his best option, I think, is the Chiefs. That second option is the Bill. Third option is the Dolphins. So that's what my prediction is. I think he will end up wanting to chase the ring because he's got the bag of money that he was after. So that's, I think that's going to happen. Right, right. And I, I agree with you when, when it comes to those three teams and he has to choose one of those three teams. I'm sure those, those are his top three that we've seen, you know, on the report. But I, I, I would say that he's sick. After being with the Jets for a couple of years now, he is sick of being on a very poor team. And uh, with the with the Dolphins, heck, I mean they're not they're not as bad as we thought they were, were going to be. Uh, but you know, with with Gaskin there, I think Gaskin is. I mean, what's wrong with Gaskin? I think he's doing fine. And, and you know, with with that kind of what that kind of team. Um, I don't really see – I have him in third place out of those three teams. Now, with the Chiefs, uh, Ed, yeah, Edward Tolaire, um, is he a disappointment as of right now? You know, a first-round draft pick for the Chiefs. Uh, he hasn't, you know, blown our minds when it comes to fantasy points, uh, except for that week one. Um, but, I mean, I can see him fitting very well with the Kansas City Chiefs, and I can see him fit, uh, fitting well with uh, behind Josh Allen. And the Bills, 
and you know just maybe him and Singletary doing work uh, because after Singletary, who I mean, who is it? T.J. Yeldon, who had a pretty good game last week, but uh, Zach Moss has been a little bit disappointment. A guy they drafted last year. Uh, so, but I am with you on this one, T.C. I think he would go uh, the the Chiefs, Bills, and Dolphins out of those three. Yeah. Now, the only way that I see him going to the Bills over the Chiefs is if he's trying to start something uh, rather than already add to what's great. Now, the Bills have been so much better this year because of Josh Allen. They got Stephon Diggs, and their team is playing better besides this last week against the Titans when they got spanked. Um, but if, if, if Bell's under the assumption that you know, he doesn't want to just go to the team that's easiest, you know, if he doesn't want his, his journey to the ring to be the easiest and he don't want people you know, talking about him like, oh, well, he got his money, he chased the bag, now he's just – chasing an easier ring because he's already going to join a team that is slated, you know, you know, they're predicted to win the Super Bowl. Like, you know, the, they have the highest percentage chance, I think of any team right now to win the Super Bowl is the chiefs. Now that's an easy way out for him. He also will get the ring, but I, I could see him also going to the bills for the reason that the bills don't really have that kind of, uh, energy around them and that kind of, you know, the, the drive that the Chiefs have, the Bills don't have it yet. They haven't won the Super Bowl. They don't have Patrick Mahomes. They've got an up-and-coming team. And I think with that is why I think Bills are very close at number two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I definitely agree with you there. Uh, so switching gears. And, uh, yeah. Also, before we move on, uh, keep looking at your updates on your phone, TC, just in case, you know, while we are recording, because uh, he uh, see if he uh, commits anywhere. Uh, because he is supposed to maybe today or tomorrow uh, have a decision, you know, maybe, possibly, we'll see. Unless he does the Devontae Freeman, uh, he, if he goes down that route and be like, hey, I'm just going to wait until an injury. Uh, but I think with Bell, he wants to play right now. So we, we will keep updated on Le'Veon Bell and where he ends up playing the remainder of the year. Melvin Gordon uh, got arrested. Yeah, he did a bad boy thing, got arrested in a DUI the other night, uh, but I did get uh, some news that he, he is back in practice uh, for the Broncos today. So he is practicing today. That doesn't mean that he is going to play uh, this upcoming game. And then, TC, we, we talked about a little bit right before we aired that you have a lot of guys, uh, you know, on buys and that are hurt, and we'll go through that when we go through your lineup. Uh, but Melvin Gordon being a guy that you own, this is not a good thing to wake up to, I bet, when you saw this. No, and especially after, you know, he's coming off a of bye week, week five bye. Um, and week four, he had his best game. He had 23 attempts, 107 yards, two touchdowns. He even had a little bit, you know, had two receptions um, out of the backfield. Now, this was just I – was, I was in conversation with Keegan, and Keegan and I were talking about, like, how lucky – Keegan's team is right now because how you know all the guys that are on buying my team but then matchups and then he sends me a message see you Melvin and I'm just like Jiminy Jones what's oh, going on breaking news Melvin Gordon arrested with DUI that just kind of hit me right in the intestines you know like kind of made me like have mm-hmm. a little uncomfortable stomach make me want to fart but you know like what do we what do you as a fantasy owner do when something like that happens and this isn't the only thing that has happened on my team regarding stuff that is totally out of control of anybody that's in the fantasy realm. Michael Thomas getting in a fight with his players and then uh, in subordination with his coaches. Like I had to deal with that too. So this kind of <laughs> stuff, I feel like it's kind of piling up on me right now, you know, but it's, it's, it is what it is. If he gets, um, what, what, what they say? Like it could be a three week suspension. Um, mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, Phil Lindsay gets in, um, and you know, get some, get some touches, proves that he's a good running back. And then, uh, when Melvin Gordon comes back, he, he does what he was doing when Philip Lindsay was in, and he still gets the goal line touches. He still gets me points when I need it, and I'm just – I got to keep him, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I can't drop him. I, I don't think anybody wants to trade for him unless you're really hurting for a running back. So it's it's just like – but luckily I have some good pickups in the waiver wire, you know, early on in the year that I have good enough running backs and good enough receivers, extra receivers and extra running backs to make up for the lack of Melvin Gordon. So I'm just – I'm just playing it day by day, like, you know, everybody in the football realm that has Melvin Gordon. Um, so just, you know, hold on, keep the, keep your phone by your side, check out the news and, and stay updated to, 
to really assess the situation. Right, right, absolutely. And uh, and another good news, Cam Newton is back at practice today in full pads um, after being uh, quarantined for COVID for a couple of weeks. He is back now, so that's good Good news for Cam Newton owners. Um, again, going back to you, TC, another guy that you own, and bad news, Odell Beckham Jr. was sent home with an, Ill- an illness today, and that that is the only thing we have, uh, the result of it. He, he, he did take a COVID test, uh, so there's checking to see if he has COVID, but he got sent home from school today. Um, so you can take that, you know, <laughs> however it might be, uh, maybe just, you know, people get sick. People are humans. These, you know, these, these players are humans, not robots. So it just could be a, a, a small illness, but keep your eye on that for Odell Beckham Jr. And another thing to keep your eye on Delvin cook, as we all know, uh, went down with an injury last weekend. Uh, he is not at practice again today. Uh, so it, as of right now, it's the Dalvin it is the Alexander Madison show. But with that, their their whole game could be up in the air, could be in question because the Atlanta Falcons, who who the Val, the, the Vikings go up against this week, they shut down their facilities due to some people having tested positive for COVID. Now, uh, there are no players, as, I, as, I'm, as of, I'm, I'm aware, there's no players, uh, just coaches, uh, one of them being an assistant coach. But uh, I haven't heard much when it comes to if this game's being canceled yet, yeah, I'm sure. You know, <laughs> it, 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 it's just a thing, you know, that we get the Titans and then, of course, the, the Patriots. Uh, you know, it's jumping to each team now. Now it's the Falcons. So we will see when it comes to that, if they play and if if they move the game back. Yeah, um, you know, that's that's a bummer. We all knew that COVID was going to hit teams. We didn't know how it was going to hit. It's awesome that none of their players, you know, specifically are, are listed as COVID, you know, diagnosed with COVID. But, but you know they, they got to do with whatever they can. They shut the facilities down. They're cleaning everything. They're doing contact tracing. They're doing their dil- due diligence to make sure that the the safety of the team, the safety of the staff is is first priority. And I you know I commend them for just you know pulling the stops and shutting the facility down. They probably got guys in hazmats and they're cleaning everything, uh, mm-hmm. disinfecting. Um, everybody's doing tests. They're doing tests every day. You know uh, multiple tests a day. I would imagine. Um, but if Atlanta can't play this week, then the Vikings can't play. And if the Vikings can't play, then, you know, there are some players that won't be able to play, which is Alexander Madison, Kirk Cousins, Thielen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson. You know, Lots those, of, yeah. Those are their, your, your main fantasy-impacted players that are on the Minnesota Vikings. Right. I mean, the team had the option to return to the facility this afternoon, but decided to operate virtually all day. And they plan to be back at it tomorrow, bearing further news, of course. So keep your eye. Another thing to keep your eye on in uh, news updates there. Um, so moving on to the, you know, the, the NFL news. Uh, let's start with TC, the uh, available players in the waiver wire. Now, there, there's, of course, you know, just starting with the quarterbacks. Now, of course, as we all know, Dak Prescott is out for the rest of the year. So the biggest one to choose from is the new quarterback now for the Dallas Cowboys is Andy Dalton, the Red Rocket. Uh, is he probably the main target when it comes to quarterback in the fab? Yeah, he has to be. He's got, he's got such good weapons. Um, Dak Prescott is really, I think, proving his doubters wrong this year up until this injury. And, you know, nobody wants to see a, a player go down like that. It's awful. Um, but I think Andy Dalton is, is a good player. I think he was on a crappy team, and he just took shot after shot after shot on the Bengals, and he just got mentally and physically exhausted and just couldn't play to the top of his performance um, like he can and has the opportunity to now. So Andy Dalton has to be the number one waiver wire target as a quarterback, um, especially because we have players um, in our league that are dealing with QB roster issues. Mm-hmm. So what there is going to be some, if there, you know, I would imagine there's going to be some definite, definite auction uh, upping. Uh, people are going to start bidding higher and higher as the, as the time draws closer to, you know, for this waiver wire pickups to happen. 
And Andy Dalton has to be the number one right there. You know, he's I don't I don't mm-hmm. see anybody else that you would want really besides him because he's going to be playing starter for the Cowboys. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and just available in our uh, in our league as quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield, Andy Dalton, Joe Flacco, Jimmy G and uh, uh, Carson, Carson Wentz. So those are top guys. And of course, Drew, uh, Drew Locke, Drew Locke, not Andrew Locke. Uh, Drew Locke is <laughs> he's coming back uh, off of injury. So, uh, yeah, Andy Dalton. Uh, so just put yourself in Keegan Scott's shoes. He is suffering uh, to, to to find a good quarterback here. Um, would you how much money would you throw at Andy Dalton? Well, it depends on how much money you have as well. And, you know, you have to look at who had Dak Prescott. Marcus Terry, the Terry's terrorist, had Dak Prescott. He also so has, he, yeah. He also has the most waiver wire money as well too for the Fab budget. He's got the most. Now he can put himself on a big, uh, spend a big chunk of change to get Andy Dalton. But I have a feeling that Keegan's going to be trying to get Andy Dalton too because he knows that Andy Dalton's going to be a viable starter, better probably than I would say, probably going to be better than Kirk Cousins at this moment. And Keegan's uh, other quarterback is. Daniel Jones and Daniel Jones has been inconsistent. Fitzpatrick has been playing great. So Keegan's got at least one viable quarterback. He's going to be looking to get Andy Dalton. So I think this is comes down between Marcus and Keegan for Andy Dalton. And I I think Marcus is going to end up pulling the stops out. Keegan's not going to want to spend too much because he still has kind of viable options. And also there's another quarterback that's on the waiver wire that's on by this week which can be tough, but it could be good to like pick him up. And that's Derek Carr. Um, mm-hmm. he's, he's still on the, uh, on the waiver wire right now, but because he's got a buy this week, it's, it's, uh, you know, people aren't going to want to go for him. You don't see him at the top of the list. So if one of these players don't, if one of these teams don't get Dalton, they'll probably go for Derek Carr. And I think that Marcus will get Dalton. And I think Keegan should grab Carr. I think that's the way that it should go. Um, those are the best options for their teams if they don't get who they're targeting. Right. That absolutely. I mean, that makes total sense. I think those two are the main guys who desperately need a quarterback in their lineup. Everybody else has a, a three guys, three quarterbacks that we can only slot three in our league. King Scott does have three, but of course, like you mentioned, Daniel Jones is probably not a sexy pick to have on there in his lineup anymore but uh moving on to the running backs like we mentioned Le'Veon Bell is gone now uh so next next man in line for the Jets team uh, of course this is the Jets so I mean <laughs> they're not gonna be that good, <laughs> that attractive when it comes to running backs but the next guys up are Frank Gore who's still alive and uh, another one is uh the Michael Perrine, I think I said yep. his name right. Perrine. Right. Yeah, he, he, those two guys are still available. Now, you still have Adrian Peterson, uh, J.D. Uh, McKissick, Burkhead still there, and Breida. Um, but do those, any of, are any of those Jets players intriguing? No, not at all. Frank right. Gore, um, you know, and he's made us bite our words for so many years, but, but it's because of how old he is. And, you know, like, he's, he's amazing. He's an amazing person. He To stick around in the position that he has and play for as many teams as he has and be consistent, you know, pretty consistent, the way that he has is nothing short of a miracle. But fantasy viability, I don't trust anybody on the Jets team except Jameson Crowder. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know, that's just uh, their head coach, Adam Gase, has been um, – all bug-eyed all year and just tanking the team for I don't know what reason. Hopefully he's imagining if you get the top pick, he can trade that pick for two high-round picks to someone who needs a quarterback and, you know, help his team out. But, you know, I, I don't imagine that Adam Gates is going to be um, in New York very much longer. Right. Yeah, it's a ticking time bomb. I mean, it's definitely going to it's gonna happen here shortly. But with the Gore and Perrine, um who would you choose? You go with the old man and hopefully that he gets some goal line touches or do you see New York Jets maybe like, hey, this is – this is he's more of a future kind of guy than Gore is. Let's see what we have in him instead of Gore. Now, I imagine if, if you're going to give one of those two guys three touches, you know, a three down back, 
You're going to give it to the younger legs. You're going to be more situational for Frank Gore. I think Perrine is going right. to get the touches in the backfield. Um, and, and when you have Le'Veon Bell there, uh, Frank Gore was still used as a utility kind of down back at, uh, to give Bell a break if Bell needed it, you know, uh, more situational stuff. But there's no Le'Veon Bell now. So whoever was third on the Raver, the the depth chart, I think, is going to be, which was Perrine, because he was more of the Bell-type player. Um, so I think he's going to be the number one. I think he's going to get the touches. I think if there's any viability here, it's going to be him. Now, you can grab him. It could be a steal. This could be something that, you know, nobody really knows about, but it, it could be great, you know, and especially, like, when the Jags released Leonard Fortnette. Nobody knew what was going to happen, and uh, James Robinson has been playing so fantastic. Um, so th- there's no real concrete data yet. Um, all we can do is sit back and watch. But if you can get him for nothing, if you got space, maybe take a shot at him just because it could help. Right, for sure. Absolutely. And I'm moving along to the wide receivers. Uh, there, This one ha- is, is a little bit more exciting. Uh, compared to the running backs, uh, Chase Claypool, who had a great game. Brandon Cooks had another good one for him. Uh, Curtis Samuel and uh, McCole Hardman are the top five wide receivers. There's a couple more in there who are, are not bad options. Let's just start on top with Claypool. Probably the most uh, hyped up as of right now overall in the fab Uh is this a guy that you know you trust right away throwing him in your lineup? Um, Clay, Chase Claypool? Uh, yes. I, I think so. I think that he he. So let me let me pull up his stats already. So he's a, a little inconsistent. Um, week two, he had three receptions for eighty-eight yards and a touchdown. So he's got that big play factor. We have seen it. Um, he, he's fast. He's smart. He runs great routes, and he's got the talent to grab the ball and go up and get it. And, and, and after playing Philly, seven for 110, three touchdowns, also having that rushing touchdown, that was awesome. Um, so he had four total touchdowns. This mm-hmm. is a guy that should have been five. Yeah. You just want to, <laughs> exactly. You just want to go out and get this guy because even if he is a bust, you know, then you're at this point in the season, he's a rookie on a team that's kind of up and coming. Um, the Steelers are playing well. The Steelers mm-hmm. are, you know, they're doing and Ben Roethlisberger is playing, you know, r- really great, especially after coming off a year of injury. I'd say go out and get this guy if you got the money, if you got the space, if you can do it. Because, you know, you this is like Tyreek Hill when Tyreek Hill was a, a rookie. You know, it, it wasn't until the end of the season that we started seeing like more consistency. If we see this big play capability, the only thing that can happen next is the consistency of the the total usage of this player so i think that he's definitely a um a safe bet to pick up and i think he will produce more in the future right for sure and it it also had an factor last week that of course deontay johnson was out um he is still questionable but with claypool now uh, i think big ben likes this guy likes his rookie and his young gun and He'll he'll look at him more often. I think he he will be picked up. I think more than fifteen or twenty dollars around that age or around that price range, and even more. Uh, we will see if someone is brave enough to do that. Yeah, um, someone's going to need some receiver help, and that's that's where they're going to spend the money at. Right for sure. Uh, Brandon Cook staying away, or do you trust him? You know. Um, I had a feeling that after uh, Bill O'Brien was fired, Brandon Cooks was – because we've all seen him uh, consistently play well. He's been traded around so much, um, and I I feel like he's underrated. Uh, He was really great on the Saints, but they got Michael Thomas, and they could deal Brandon Cooks to the Patriots. They got a good draft pick out of it. Um, Then he went from the Patriots to the Rams. Um, He did well in the Rams. Then he went from the Rams to the Texans, and – you know, he's just this guy that hasn't been able to really settle into one spot and show that he's capable of doing something. Now, with him and Will Fuller as, you know, the one-two of, uh, of the Texans, I think that he's, he's a very viable option. Um, mm-hmm. And he's close enough to Will Fuller, in my opinion, uh, capability-wise. Now, Will Fuller might be faster. That's probably it that I see. Um, mm-hmm. But I think Brandon Cooks is a very great option. And it's funny because – 
this guy was just dropped. He was one of the players that was just <laughs> dropped to make room for other players because he hadn't been producing. And then he goes on and has the biggest game of uh, 26.1 points, the biggest game of his season so, so far, and he's, on, he's in the waiver wires while that happens. So right. I think that, you know, it's there. It's somebody, like, if you can't get Chase Claypool, go ahead and pick up Brandon Cooks. I think you're a safe bet. And if anything, he's going to be a viable option to, uh, for when you're on a bye week or when, you know, injury happens. It's somebody that you can plug into your lineup as a, a pretty solid flex. Right, for sure. And we will see, even, you know, knock on wood, Will Fuller has not gotten hurt yet that we know of. Um, so, you know, <laughs> at the time will come when it comes to that. So, you know, Brandon Cooks could be a, a bigger option there if Fuller goes down, but we will see. I think, uh, I think by, by just the looks of it, just last week, uh, his, his, his stock went up after Bill O'Brien uh, got fired and left. So I think uh, they want to use Brandon Cook some more. Going down a little bit, down the, li- the wide receiver list, and we'll move on to the tight ends, TC. Uh, you recently dropped Preston Williams, a guy that you liked when you drafted him. You liked him last year before he got hurt, and now you draft him because of that reason. And after four weeks, you cut him loose. His highest uh, points were 7.7 fantasy points, and his highest catches – were two. He only caught two when he had 7.7 fantasy points. So there is, I mean, that is a good reason why you dropped him. But of course, he did the Brandon Cooks and absolutely, he went, he had a very good game, over 100 yards, four catches, touchdown after you drop, dropped him. So you consider picking him back up? Or? Oh, of course I consider picking him back up. <laughs> now, I'm not going to spend money because, you know, I dropped him because he wasn't producing. Um, and I, and I have injuries. I have players that are, that are, that are going on buys. I had to make room and he was, unfortunately he was the one on my team that had to be cut because, uh, positions, um, dictate that, that kind of release. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm definitely targeting him now because of the way things are moving the way that, uh, but if I don't get him, I'm not going to be upset that somebody, that somebody else can get cheap. I'm going to, you know, put a few bucks on him. I don't have a lot to spare, but, um, it sucks because you just like, like I said, like with Brandon cooks, you know what you're just saying. And we just dropped these players because they hadn't been producing and we had to make room for other players who were more consistent. And we, we had to make moves for our positions. And then he goes and has a great game against San Francisco of all teams, you know, like, and that was one reason why that was a deciding factor in me dropping him was who the next team that they were playing against. And that was San Francisco. Mm -hmm. We didn't expect uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick to go to San Fran and play the way he did and the Dolphins to play the way that they did, but they, they came and balled out. And it, it's such a, it's such an exciting thing to see when a team is so close. And I think that the Dolphins and the Chargers are like these dark horse teams that they're, they're like one string away from just clicking everything together and just starting to play lights out and becoming real, um, real teams that you got to worry about every week. Um, and, it's something that he's definitely a, a talented player. We saw it last year. We saw, we saw it last week. And so if he can be to play with that consistency, uh, and especially because they got a new offensive coordinator this year, uh, it just took him a little bit of time to adjust, I would imagine. So um, watch for him. He could be a safe bet if, you, if you're not getting the guys that you're targeting um, high up. Yep, for sure. Absolutely. So let's move on to the tight ends. Wrapping up the players in the waiver wire, three uh, three newer guys have been added to the tight end category. Tyler Higby was recently just dropped. Uh, Dalton Schultz is now available. Uh, TJ Huckinson is now available, uh, but they're not even in the top five. Hooper, Austin Hooper, Jaseki, Eric Ebron, uh, Big Rob Gronk, and Jimmy G are the top five guys available. Any of those guys intriguing to the eye when it comes to a tight end if you're looking for a TE? Honestly, like these tight ends, these top five are kind of – they've kind of been consistent except for Gronkowski. Now, the reason Gronkowski is number four is because O.J. Howard went out. And, you know, he's got to be the number one kind of uh, tight end in that offense. And especially after coming off of a Thursday night loss against the Bears – um, I think that the the Bucks went back and 
hit the, hit the, the, the film really hard, and they're going to find ways to come out winning. Uh, Jimmy Graham has been surprisingly consistent this year. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, he's had up, up a 10-point game, a 2.3 game, a 21-point game, a 5.3 game, and a 10-point game. So he's averaging about 10 points a game if you put those all together and do the median. Um, and then we look at Austin Hooper. Uh, he's the number one target this week, and that's, I think, because of, uh, you know, situation that could, ha- you know, Odell going down could be a reason for that. Um, it could be the, the matchup that they have this week, um, playing Pittsburgh. Uh, but, but then you go down to Mike Giusecki, Eric Ebron. Um, I think these two are safe picks as well. So I think if you're hurting for a tight end, I don't think uh, – the tight end this year, the tight end position isn't as thin as it was last year, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. There are more viable options, and I think these top five guys are going to be an easy play if if you need a tight end this week. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. And even going down later, you know, more down the list in the tight ends, um, and they're not they're not with Atkins, uh, Jordan Atkins. That's a guy that and I'm going to stay away from him. But with Fells being out now, that's why his number is a little bit higher than normal. Um, so we we will see when it comes to that. So those are the available players in the Fab and the waiver wire pickups. TC, we're going to do an ad break and then we will start with our uh, flat uh, flog matchups. All right, sounds good, Ruff. All righty, be right back. All righty, welcome back. Now TC. Let's start and go ahead with the flog matchups. Now, uh, it's <laughs> it, it's crazy just looking at some of these. Uh, you're, even w- with your team, and that's the team we're going to start off with the matchup. You're going up against the Magic School Bus. Now, looking at Keegan's lineup, he has you know with Dalvin Cook being gone, that is the only guy uh, that is out on his team. He, he has no buys. He just has Dalvin Cook. Now, looking at your lineup is a different story. <laughs> uh, you go to the bench. You got uh, Michael Thomas, Kamara, and Wilson, and Keenan Allen all on buys. You got Melvin Gordon, who, who you know, of course, wanted to drink and drive. That, that is a no-no. And you got McCaffrey. We got to have McCaffrey in there still, who is still on IR. And it, it, it it's crazy. You gotta, so you got to rely on Mo Alley Cox and McKinnon, who did not do well. Did not do well for you last week. Yeah, uh, you do have your lineup filled out. Yeah, they did. Literally. Uh, you do have your lined up filled out and your flex box look a little iffy, but I am a Cole Beasley fan. I like that, even though he, he put up 8.3 fantasy points for you a couple nights ago. Um, but it, you do have uh, LaVisca Chanel Jr., who you've trusted I and mean, who you put in there a while ago. A couple weeks ago, and he didn't do much for you, but now you have him in your flex spot. Um, and of course, who knows about Odell and his sickness? And just just think if who if Bell ends up signing with the Dolphins, that would put a cherry on top with your kind of weak TC. Oh my! And that goodness. would put <laughs> that would put Gaskin down. Of course, Bell probably most likely won't do much week one uh, with uh, his new team. But still, I mean, what? Do you, how confident do you feel about going in this matchup? I'm, I'm not feeling confident. I'm, I'm feeling confident that I'm unconfident about my team. Let's put it that mm. way. Uh, yeah, this is a rough week, and you know, luckily I have Gibson, Antonio Gibson. He's been playing well. He's been getting better. Uh, Miles Gaskin's been getting better. Uh, Lavisca Chenault Jr. If you look at his, uh, if you look at his stats, you know. His first two weeks, three receptions. Second two weeks, five receptions. Week five, seven receptions. He is moving up and getting more and more uh, work every week. Um, that's all I can ask for. Uh, so this is this is the guy that I'm going to keep for the rest of the season, and he's going to have some big games. I, I promise you that. Now, when I when I go to my wide receiver and and my running back, like I, it, it, there's a little bit of consistency there, and there's the big play capability. Um, like Jameson Crowder, he has been fantastic. I haven't started him once, but mm-hmm. he's gotten over seven receptions, 100 yards in each game. And he's only played three games out of five weeks because he was dealing with that issue that, uh, that uh, I think it was a hamstring issue. Uh, mm-hmm. But then you got to go to Tyler Boyd's been pretty decent as well. He's, you know, they played Baltimore last week and he got shut down, but he, he's a guy that can get the volume, he can get touchdown, he can get me points. He's got a good ceiling. 
if Obel, if Odell Beckham Jr. can play and if he plays well, then you know we've seen him score thirty five and fifteen as the, you know his his highest point ceiling. So the way that this is going, he's bad game, good game, bad game, good game, bad game. This should be a good game if uh, you know he's continuing that trend. So I, I'm just looking across the board at Keegan's team. He's just got players that are more consistently scoring high points, and that just is the reason I'm confident in the unconfident side of having these players in, but they've, they've all, they're all I got. So I can't really do much for sure. I mean, with, with Keegan, okay. He is, uh, he now finally has Avante Adams in his lineup and Godwin because of injury, they are finally returning. Uh, but it, it's a thing where if you look on his bench, he's got McLaurin, uh, Dalvin Cook, of course, because of injury, but Jordan, uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor is on this bench as well. And so with Michael Gallup and T.Y. Hilton, now with Gallup and Hilton, your personal opinion, T.C., now give it to us. Should he drop those two guys? I would I drop mean, Hilton. I don't you think would Hilton. Drop Hilton. I you would think keep Gallup over Hilton. I would keep Gallup over Hilton. Hilton's not the, the player that he once was. He's just – he's he's not even – I mean, is he getting targets? Six of ten targets for 69 yards during the Sunday's loss against the Browns. And it, he's just not the player that he once was. Um, and also, you know, Phillip Rivers is, I, I don't know if he's got the arm strength, if he can make it happen, but I don't, I don't trust T.Y. Hilton anymore. And if, if I were Keegan, I'd try to ship him off to someone for cheap to get something out of him besides having to drop him. Now, I could see Keegan targeting some of these high-end high wide receivers that are in the waiver wire and dropping Hilton and Gallup. Um, if Gallup gets dropped, I think Gallup will get picked up. I think Hilton will stay on the waiver wire, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, heck, well, I would choose T.Y. Hilton over Gallup. Well, but... is that because you're a loyal Colts fan or because yeah. you actually think – okay, so you, if, you had, if, if both of those players were on, the, uh, were on the Colts, who would you pick? Well, you know what? No, I would still choose T.Y. Hilton. You know why? Because you're loyal. Well, yeah, but I think T.Y. Hilton is the only option. And, like, with Gallup, the main reason why he's getting thrown, you know, his numbers are so low is because they have Cooper and they have Lamb just going nutty. And I just, I I would, I think T.Y. Hilton will get his day. He will. He, will uh, get his he day. might have one and, good game on the year. Honestly, what Dallas needs to do is they need to trade Michael Gallup. He is a he yeah. is a viable player that teams need. Um, they can get something out of him, and they don't need him as a receiver. They don't need three really good receivers. They with C.D. Lamb with drafting him this year, he has been a phenomenal draft pick. He he fell so far to them, and they scooped him, and they are running with him now. Michael Gallup he played great last year. He's had good games this year, but when you're competing with Amari Cooper and now C.D. Lamb, who is uh, I think one of these. Uh, wide receiver talents that you're going to see, and he's going to be a fantasy viable option for the rest of his career. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm. If I'm Mike McCarthy, I'm, sh- I'm trying to shop Gallup around to teams who need uh, a, a wide receiver. And you know who needs a wide receiver? The Indianapolis Colts, because their only wide receiver, T.Y. <laughs> Hilton, kind of sucks. Right. I mean, with Michael Pittman Jr. the rookie going down, uh, Paris Campbell going down. I mean, there, there's guys who are supposed to be there two and three. Uh, went down very early on in the season, did not help him out. And with addition with a new quarterback, that's not good either. Yep. And I think that's another main reason why I'm hanging on to Hilton over Gallup. Uh, of course, you know, Dak Prescott going down, you know, changes it a little bit. But I think uh, T.Y. really connects with his quarterbacks. And in order for him to be good, he has to connect with his quarterback. He didn't do it. I, we talked about it with Keegan last uh, earlier on this week. He didn't do it with uh, Jacoby Brissett, and he did it with Andrew Luck. That's why he was so good, and his numbers were so good. I just think it, give him a little bit more time before you cut him. And if you can, if you, if you can find someone to buy high on him, go for it. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't can, think cutting if, Ty is a solution. I think if you can trade him, trade him now. Trade him while his stock is the highest. Um, you could hold on to him because you are correct. He is the number one option in the Colts um, offense. You know, he's the only wide receiver that's a viable option fantasy-wise. But uh, you asked me a question if I'm keeping one of the others, and I'm t- I told you what I wanted. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and, and with Keegan's quarterback situation. Now, believe it or not, 
You know, it, it's crazy to think that Ryan Fitzpatrick is the eighth quarterback as of right now in our league half PPR. He is eighth position ranking right now. He is having a very good season. He's only had one game, and that was back in week one, that he's had uh, lower than 20 points. 25, or I'm sorry, 20 points, yeah, because he had 21.3 week four. Uh, but he has only had five interceptions, which is kind of wild. And he did not, uh, again, and three of those being back in week one against a very good New England defensive team. So Fitzpatrick, he, I mean, he's, we kind of think, you might have been on the episode when we talked about him being not, I think he's an end of a quarterback one, more of a quarterback two in a two-quarterback league. Don't you agree? Yeah, I, I totally agree. And and that week one, you know, uh, that's just an outlier. He's consistently playing well. Um, the, the Dolphins are looking better than they, you know, have in a long time. Things are starting to click for them, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, is is he's he's balling out, so I, I like him. I think that's Keegan's best option as QB. If you have Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's a viable starter in all fantasy leagues. Mm-hmm, right, and look forward uh, Keegan Scott making a move, getting rid of Kirk Cousins. Although Kirk Cousins is going up against a very weak secondary team uh, in Atlanta Falcons, uh, but we I I don't I think if you if you have. Uh, Red Rocket there in the flat fab. He has to go after him over Kirk Cousins. Um, but we will see. Who do you have in this matchup, yourself or Keegan? I don't like this question. <laughs> because we obviously all can see the answer. Um, Keegan's probably going to win. I'm going to go on record and saying that my team's going to win. Mm-hmm. Though, because if I don't have confidence in my own team, then I need to stop playing fantasy football. Right, for sure. I, yeah, mainly because you're just, you're in a rough situation uh, this week for sure. I I understand, Ruff. I understand, and it's okay. You're not hurting my feelings. All right, good, good. Uh, Moving on to my matchup against the Blount Force, going up against myself, the LeBron Kings. And so this one, projection score-wise, it's – 11-point separation here, but we will see uh, with, when it comes to the Blount force. They, he has uh, DK Metcalf, Justin Jackson, who had a very good week last week, um, and uh, Hunter Henry all on a bye. I have um, Justin Herbert, uh, who had a very good week last week, and I just inherited from yourself, and uh, Draquan Smith. Um, on by so uh, I like having DK Metcalf on a buy. That's a good thing to see because he's been doing very well. He's a walking touchdown. He's a walking <laughs> two touchdown. Honestly, right? Yeah, sound like you said a walking taco. Oh uh, well, I mean that sounds good. Tacos sound good. Yeah, yeah. It really does. <laughs> it's been a while since I've had one of those. It's like ten years at least. Right, those that's not like Sammy. But um I, I do like uh Q's uh quarterbacks when it comes to Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers. He still has uh Derrick Henry, Miles Sanders going up against a, a tougher Baltimore team. Um with uh with Q having DK Metcalf out, he has to trust Melvin Jones, Marvin Jones Jr., <laughs> uh who has been a disappointment uh for the, the T- Detroit Lions. Uh that's kind of shocking. He's a 70, 79th ranked uh, wide receiver. Uh, that is not good. He is, he's only had one game uh, with a touchdown and over 10 points. Um, he has to trust him as a wide receiver, but he does have Stephon Diggs and C.D. Lamb as his flex spots. Uh, what do you think about Q's overall lineup this week? Um, Q's got a solid lineup. Uh, he, his, his quarterback position looks good. Uh, Derrick Henry is, is playing pretty well now you know after a little rocky start and then we had to deal with all the buys that Tennessee Titans have had um you know the only reason he has Melvin or Melvin Marvin Jones Jr. in his wide receiver stat is is because Diggs and CeeDee Lamb both play on Monday and and barring any kind of Mm -hmm. pickup then he's going to be able to uh fix that 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 flex that flex uh situation um his tight end Mark Andrews has been balling out uh all year uh except for you know weeks two and three but he's He's getting better, and then he's got that connection with Jackson and Andrews, so that's awesome for him. Um, Steelers' defense has been playing great. Uh, he's, he's got Justin Tucker, uh, who's always consistent. 
Um, you know, when I look across the way to your team now, you know, Josh Allen, he had a bad game, one bad game, but I think it's going to be more of a shootout style because the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs are coming off of, uh, off of losses, off of losses that nobody thought would happen. We all imagined that Bills were going to beat the Titans and that the Chiefs were going to beat the Raiders, but it did not happen. Uh, looking at Minshew, Minshew's been good this year. He's, mm-hmm. a, he's a viable QB, too. Uh, then I'm looking down at your uh, your wide receivers. Hopkins, he's always a must-start. I you know, love the dude, and that's why you got him. Uh, Devontae Parker has been pretty solid this year, honestly. Like, he's been decent. Uh, mm-hmm. DJ Moore has coming off of uh, his best game of the of the year, um, so I like that. But then you got to look that he's playing Chicago, so that could be a tough um, tough right. cookie to you know eat. Um, <laughs> Ingram having the second best game of his uh, year, but that's because he got that rushing touchdown. He just he had two rushes for nine yards and a touchdown. He only had one reception though. Um, that's a little weird, you know. Like, right. New York Giants are just like weird right now. I don't know what's going on there. I, it's their offensive line isn't the greatest. Daniel Jones isn't doing you know much this year. Losing Barkley was just catastrophic to their team. You know? Awful. Um, so what they need to do is they need to build up their line. They need to they need to build up some support players on both sides of the ball. They need to get defense and make that team viable. I do like Julian Edelman and uh, Devin Singletary in your flex. Now Singletary and your flex can be a real bummer if Le'Veon goes to the Bills. Um, right. I think that'll be great for Josh Allen, though, because I think Josh Allen will have like just a consistent playmaker that he can dump the ball off to when he doesn't see something downfield. They'll, they're going to be such a more dynamic offense. Um, but, yeah, that's, uh, I, I think this is going to be closer than what the projection uh, indicates. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, with with Elderman, I, I threw him in there because I like I, I like what I saw when Cam Newton uh, is back in the – back at practice uh if he if if cam was not gonna go at it this week i would not have julian in there um and because just how the last two weeks have been with him being out it has not been good elderman is definitely good with it with cam in there uh i did have justin jefferson in there instead uh but with the whole atlanta theme we i'm gonna play by ear when it comes to my flex spot um with Jeff, Justin Jefferson not having a good week last week. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say it's concerning. I, I mean, you know, everybody has a bad week, but I still – I think Justin Jefferson can can provide those points for you. Um, and I am not worried at all by, by Josh Allen. Uh, it, it, he threw in two interceptions. Everybody had a bad – everyone has a bad game, and he still has freaking – he gave me 18.2 fantasy points. I think it was just – it really hit me hard because I wanted – I needed more to win that matchup. Uh, but 18.2, heck, that's probably more points than Keegan will ever see the remaining of the year. Uh, so we will see. <laughs> yeah, I can agree with that. that. Well, except, uh, I guess except for Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick right, yeah, will beat that because joking. he's just you know consistently playing. But Josh Allen's a great player, and you don't need to worry about him ever. Right. All right. So who do you got on winning this matchup? I'm going to have to say the blunt force is going to take this one away, Mr. Ruff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I agree with you. But I, I do believe uh, some of my players will will surprise you. I think Freeman will have another great game uh, with seven with fifteen point seven points last week. I think he will have a good one. And I I still believe in Drake. I still believe in um, Elderman and Singletary. But I, I believe in my team. I think we can go three and three here. So I'm happy that you believe in your team. Yeah, Ruff. we'll see. I mean, I'm probably stupid. You know, who knows? But we will move on to the next matchup. Fresh Prince of Hilaire. DC, he did it. He won a game. He that won game, a game by he .5 broke, points. Right, oh he, my. Broke, he broke oh, that man. losing streak. And and <laughs> it was a bad week for, you know, multiple teams last uh, last week in our fantasy league. Of, uh, four teams had under 130 points, really, or all close to, like under 135, I'll put it that way, because uh, Fresh Prince of Hilaire, he just got over 130 um, it, it's great, and you know he was having a good week this past week. His Titans came out and mopped up the the Bills. His team squeaked out a win, and now he's got Cam Newton back. Uh, Julio Jones is back. Um, he's, he's, his team's looking as strong as it has. Um, you know. Yeah, I mean, heck, he won last week with a hundred and thirty some points. I mean, that's crazy. But yeah, like you said, Cam Newton is back. 
He does have uh, Josh Jacobs on a bye, and he is, as of right now, he is benching Ryan Tannehill, which is kind of weird, but he is going up against Houston. Houston going up against Tennessee. Uh, Watson he has in a second quarterback. Uh, he, he has James Conner and Edwards Hilaire. We'll see about the Bell situation if he goes to Kansas City. He has Julio Jones, who is returning. Uh, Robert Woods, Robbie Anderson, that was, as we all know, is having a great year. But like you said, Carolina's going up against Chicago Bears, who have a great secondary. So we see, we'll, we'll see on that. A.J. Brown having a great game against the Buffalo Bills, returning. And he is trusting in his, his, his second flex spot. Debo Samuel, who has not yet had a good year, a good uh, game. Uh, so, what do you think about uh, uh, Skins lineup? Uh, I think when I look at this, um, you know, it's tough to sit Tannehill after how Tannehill's been playing, right? Um, and it but it's Newton. tough to sit out Watson, too. and and it's tough <laughs> to sit out Newton because they're such dynamic players. Now, if you could just choose, like, who, who overall of those three is, like, just the best pure QB, regardless of team, regardless of stats, I'm going to say Deshaun Watson is the best one. You know, he can do more with his, with his physicality than the other two. So that's, I think, what Skin is going with on, on this situation. You know um, what, TC? Sorry to interrupt you, but he had, like I said, he had Debo Samuel and his second flex spot. Believe it or not, I would probably he has Juno Smith. Johnu Smith. Johnu I was gonna Smith. get there. I would put him yeah. in over Debo Samuel. I Me agree. too. Me too. I totally agree. He was playing lights out uh, against Buffalo. Yeah, I agree. Continue. Oh yeah, but you know, just quarterback situation. He's got a three kind of equal quarterbacks. So I don't think there's really a, a bad situation where he chooses the wrong quarterback there. I think he's safe whatever way he chooses. Um it, it, when I look at his wide receivers, uh, Robbie Anderson is, you know, he's, I think the surprise him. Yeah. He's one of the biggest surprises of the wide receiver fantasy spot this, this year. And if you got him, you are pleasantly happy with what he's been doing for you. Now, Julio, on the other hand, you know, his first game went nutty, went nutty. And then he's just kind of been non-existent since then. So it's, and, and I, I get that he's dealing with that hamstring injury, um, and hamstring injuries are no joke, but you know, if he plays the way that he can play, uh, then Julio is just, he's going to get you points. So uh, I like Skinley's wide receivers more than I like Marcus's situation, mostly because Marcus has got Juju Smith and Deontay Johnson and Deontay Johnson. I probably am pretty sure isn't even the number two option in Pittsburgh anymore after Chase Claypool came up and he's just like, Hey, I'm here to play ball. So mm-hmm. I, and then, and then Marcus, really what kills Marcus is the bye. He has – everybody on his bench is on bye. I've never seen this ever. Never, ever have I seen this. Uh, he, yeah, he has eight guys. Well, actually, wait a minute. Let me rephrase this. We have eight guys on our bench. We have eight bench slots. Marcus Terry has eight guys on his bench that all have buys. <laughs> He's got Drew, Drew Brees, Tyler yeah. Lockett, Darren Waller, Chris Carson, Will Lutz, Emmanuel Sanders, Latavius Murray, and Mike Williams. Like, what What are the odds? He's got four teams of players, and they all have five. Now, this this, this drafting by him, like, whew, you, better, you better reevaluate mm-hmm. next year. You don't mm-hmm. want this to happen. But <laughs> because this all happens now, then he doesn't have to worry really about this the rest of the year. So that's cool too. You you can take the the silver lining of this as not having to worry about getting beat because of bye week uh, later on in the season if it if it matters more. He's just going to take the L this week and, and move on to uh, to week seven. You know, right, right. He does not have a a second quarterback slot right now. He has Jared Goff. Joe Mixon and Gurley as his running backs. He's got Kenny Galladay, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Deontay Johnson, like you mentioned, two wide receivers for Pittsburgh. And then he has Mark Ingram, who's been suffering, who's been struggling. And then John Brown, who did not play last week uh, against Tennessee. So even the guys being active for Marcus Terry are not – uh, <laughs> that attractive, especially I mean, mainly because of injury. Deontay Johnson, injury, and uh, uh, John Brown, 
injured injured last week, and then Mark uh, Mark uh, Ingram he's not injured, but he has not looked good. Uh, so <laughs> Marcus Terry's in some trouble this week. Yeah, I think he's just accepted the fact that this week is going to land him at two and four. Uh, Skin's going to come back up to two and four. Um, this is a great uh, back-to-back week for Skinley, having squeaked out that win and then getting to go against the best bye week hell that I've ever seen. Right. Okay, so it's pretty easy, but who do you have this week? Yeah, this Jacob is going to or... go to the Fresh Prince of Elair over the Terry's terrorist. Sorry, Marcus. Right. I mean, if if Marcus wins. Oh, my Jonas oh Brothers. Oh, my. Which is – it won't be a heck. It might might not be much of a surprise because he's going up against the worst team in Flog right now. Yep. Um, so, I mean, heck, who knows? We yep. will see. Uh, the next matchup, the last matchup, uh, the only two teams uh, going up against each other with winning records. Um, the hail to the Chiefs, 4-1, and one, and the Coon squad, 3-2. and two, um, with, with the hail to the Chiefs now uh, – I, he, he has the, the magic with Mike Davis right now, uh, but that might be ending here within the next couple of weeks. But with, with Mike Davis, you being a McCaffrey owner, and when McCaffrey returns, how, how are they going to just say, just put Mike Davis back on the shelf and say, hey, thanks for helping us. We're done with you. Or are they going to continue to use him? They're going to use him, but they also need to get Christian McCaffrey back in playing form so they can be the best that they can be because they are better with McCaffrey than Mike Davis, and it's because McCaffrey is just a better player. Now, Mike Davis has been spectacular for Scott, and it's, it uh, attests to his 4-1 and record. He spent $53 of his fab budget on him because he thought somebody else was going to come for him. Uh, like me, he thought I was going to spend a whole bunch of money on Mike Davis when I wasn't. I spent money on other players. Still spent, like, <laughs> you know – $70 on like four players, but I mean, I got my players, um, but <laughs> it was great. And, but I think he, he's still going to be an option. He's still going to be able to be in the rotation that you you can split the backfield. You can have Mike Davis and Christian McCaffrey back there and they don't know who to defend. That's going to make this offense a, a little more um, unpredictable, which is great for the Carolina Panthers. Um, mm-hmm. Mike Davis has been great, but I think Christian McCaffrey still is going to be their go-to guy. He's the dude that just got, the most money for a running back that anybody's ever seen. Um, and he, he's coming off a record-breaking season last year. Uh, and and, and re- really the reason I think that he's still on the bench now or he's still in IR is because they want to make sure that their long-time investment, their long-term investment is, is, is good to go because they know he is the key piece to that team. So hey, when he comes back, Mike Davis's value is going to drop. He's no longer going to be an RB2. I think he's going to be – uh, a flex, flex one, maybe flex two. But he might take some touches. He might take some touchdowns. Um, but I think the inconsistency uh, and knowing who, if you can play him, is what's going to prohi- prohibit you from, or not, not prohibit, but hinder you from making that choice with confidence. Right, for sure, absolutely. Now with Scotty Benzine's team, hail to the Chiefs. He does have Henry Ruggs uh, on a bye, who had a great uh, week last week. Um, and Le'Veon Bell, he he has on his bench as well. I mean, who knows about that situation and where he will end up. DJ Chark just missed his second practice today. He does have Philip Lindsay, so we'll we'll see when it comes to uh, um, Melvin Gordon and if he misses time. But on his, in his uh, running backs, Mike Davis, of course, David Johnson in his flexes, he has uh, Raheem Mooster and uh, Ronald Jones. But his running his wide receivers, Tariq Hill, um, and uh, Calvin Ridley and Marquise Brown, and then Travis Kelsey, of course, at his tight end, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Matt Ryan, quarterbacks. What do you think about Scotty's lineup this week? Um, the Chiefs are always going to chief out. You know they're they're good. Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey are going to be great. Now, if Le'Veon Bell goes to the Chiefs, Scotty's already said this. He's like, my four keepers are going to be Chiefs players. Now, the the best case scenario for Scott, if if Mike Davis is is shelved he's hoping that melvin gordon has you know and some extended leave from the team and he can put philip Lindsay in his lineup um because david johnson is just not a viable option ronald jones is not a viable option raheem moster is he's good i think he's got to be scott's most consistent option at running back besides mike davis currently um 
but if you can get Philip Lindsay and Le'Veon Bell in your lineup and they're playing to the to, to the you know if Le'Veon Bell is playing like the Le'Veon Bell who commanded the money that he got then Scott's in a good position if Philip Lindsay gets to play because most likely Melvin Gordon isn't going to be playing the next few weeks because of his DUI and Scott's in a good spot as well there um, so I think he's just waiting got his uh, got his nose to the to the phone finding out what's going to happen. And I, I imagine that Philip Lindsay is going to be in his starting lineup before uh, the week kicks off. Right, for sure. And, and it, it's the thing where Scotty has to decide uh, with Fournette possibly returning for Tampa Bay and him having Ronald Jones in his flex spot. And if Melvin Gordon does not play this week, uh, if he will be able to trust Philip Lindsay over uh, Ronald Jones. Who knows? We will we will keep updated. Chips have to, to fall in certain spots, but we will see. With Connor Lundback, uh, he has had, as we all know, Eckler and Barkley going down. Um, and with his quarterbacks, he's got Kyler Murray and Tom Brady running backs, uh, Elliot and Dave Montgomery, David Montgomery always seems to have uh, a very, a very high projection score, which I, 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 you know, I don't know. I, I seem to disagree with that projection score every time it's at 14.8 as of right now, but they are going up against a weak Carolina team, uh, rushing game. And then he's, he's got Amari Cooper, Allen Robinson and Adam Thielen, who is the number one wide receiver as of right now in, at Minnesota, Zach Ertz, who's having a disappointing year, number 17 position ranked wise when it comes to tight ends, Darius Slayton and, uh, Chase Edmonds, his flex spot. Now he is trusting Tr- Chase Edmonds, a as of right now, a running back too. But he has been doing very good in Arizona. What What do you think about uh, Connor's lineup? Connor's lineup. Uh, if If he didn't have this injury of Eckler and Barkley, Connor's lineup would be the best. Um, mm. I think in in the flog squad. Uh, so that that's rough for him. And Zach Ertz not playing the way that he has because the Eagles have just been garbage is a bummer. But because he's the only tight end available and he's a number one tight end, you got to keep him in there. You don't really go out and replace him with somebody else. Now Chase Edmonds, he's getting he's getting a lot of receptions um, in the, in the, you know as a running back, which is great for him. And it's it's looking you know a little iffy. It looks like he might be overtaking Drake. Um, I agree with you on Montgomery. Um, I don't think Montgomery is that good. Uh, he he had. I think I think the reason he had the two decent games is because, well, he got that touchdown uh, against Tampa Bay, and Tampa mm-hmm. Bay didn't play the greatest. Uh, and then he he had seven receptions, so that really helps out too. Um, but he didn't have twenty nine yards. He had fifty nine yards total. Um, so I don't think that he's as good as uh, his position rank shows. Um, but Connor doesn't really have anybody else to put in that spot. So, honestly, I think that Chase Edmonds is going to outscore Montgomery this week, and I think that's an easy call. Uh, his his quarterback play has been been solid. Uh, who's his third? Does he have a third? He's got Nick Foles, um, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. Nick Foles hasn't really been fantasy viable, but Murray has been great this year. He's the number five t- uh, quarterback. Brady has been playing great. Um, a little inconsistency, but other than that, he's been doing pretty well. Um, I like Connor's team this week. Um, I think there's more consistency um, happening besides the flex. I'll get to the flex, but I think there's more consistency with his wide receivers and his running backs than what Scott has. Um, And I also like Connor's QBs over Scott's QBs, mainly because Matt Ryan has just been playing like doo-doo. He's not the Matt Ryan that he's the the Falcons. And that's why they fired their head coach. They're just not the Falcons that we've all seen uh, go and just, going to shootouts and just score so many points. Patrick Mahomes, of course, he's going to be uh, the best option, the quarterback, besides Russell Wilson currently. But there are just, I think, a few more question marks on on Scott's side than there are on Connor's side. Um, with Darius Slayton, he's, he's a good player. They mm-hmm. played against Dallas. He went 8 for 129, didn't get a score. Um, week one, he had a good week, but he hasn't had any good weeks besides those two weeks. So that's like a hit and miss kind of player right there. He's got a good defense. Uh, the kickers, I guess, can matter, but I don't, I don't think that it's going to really make the difference for these two teams uh, this week. Um, so, yeah, I think this is going to be the game of the week. This is going to be the closest matchup that I think that we have. Yeah. 
Yep, I agree with you. And we will see uh, what ends up happening. What is your prediction prediction, uh, when it comes to these two guys? I think Connor's going to win this one this week. Um, Mm. Although I – when I'm looking at record wise, I kind of want Scott to win because Scott's already in first place uh, in the league and it's, it's easy for him to stay in first place. Now the, the, the second place, third place and fourth place battle, those are going to get a little more icky. And if, you know, we get more losses from those guys, then it's, it, the playoff picture is going to be more, uh, it's going to be more open for us other guys that are, you know, fighting for those spots. So I, I think Connor's going to win, but I wouldn't mind if Scott won. Yeah, because Connor is three and two as of right now. So if he loses, he's three and three, which there there's a few three and two guys and a few two and three guys. Uh, so as of right now, Scott is four and one. But I am with you. Um, I, I think that Connor will take out the victory today. Uh, I mean, this week. And um, I, I, I don't I'm not, I think just his, he's got. Well, I, I, I don't know. I think his wide receivers are just. Pretty good, even though Allen's going up against Carolina, who has pretty good secondary, and uh, Cooper going up against Arizona. But uh, I just think that I don't know. I think Connor's. <laughs> I don't really have a good reasoning. Backs are better, uh, and and his wide receivers a little bit more trustworthy. Um, but we will see. Yeah, I really don't trust David Johnson though. I'm just gonna throw that out there. I don't trust him at all. I'm, 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 that's some dude I, I just stayed away from. Right. Completely. We'll see. Yep. Well, awesome. TC. Thank you so much for joining me today. You have any last words or comments? Uh, just, you know, keep, keep asking us questions. We love to, uh, we love the fantasy questions. We love to be able to help you, uh, make trades, um, and, and to make sure that you're not getting, uh, one upped on if, you know, and dunked on by somebody trying to bully you into trades. We, we just love the, the comments too. So keep them coming, follow us and, uh, you know, we'll be back. Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And right before we head out, uh, just, if you think about picking up Adrian Peterson, he is, he was just put on the injury report today as an illness, uh, <laughs> but it is not COVID related. So, uh, the old man AP, I'm sure, is still going to go after it. So, well, hey, TC, thank you so much again. We'll bring you on next week for another glorious episode of TC Thursday. Um, everybody take care. Stay safe. And you have listened to the Flawcast Network. Stay safe.